It's the 11th day of the 11th month of the 23rd year of the 21st century. That's 105 years since the armistice that ended World War I. That's a good reason to put out a special edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement to honor Veterans Day and to mention a couple of other things. This is also the 600th edition of the newsletter and podcast, and it's a good day to reach such a milestone. I'm Sean Tubbs. On today's program, the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors honors Veterans Day. A delegation from Guatemala is coming to visit Charlottesville next week, and there will soon be another round of maintenance of trees on Charlottesville's downtown mall. In today's holiday-focused public service announcement, there are 700,000 veterans living in Virginia after serving in the armed forces in conflicts ranging from World War II to the present day. Many need assistance from time to time, and the Virginia Veterans Services Foundation exists to try to provide that help. They seek contributions to support Virginia Veteran and Family Support, Veteran Care Centers, Virginia Values Veterans Program, Virginia Veterans Cemeteries, and the Veterans Benefits Program. Visit the Virginia Veterans Services Foundation website to learn more. Today is the 85th anniversary of Veterans Day, and earlier this month, the Albemarle Board of Supervisors marked the occasion. Throughout our nation's history, the United States of America has called on its citizens in uniform to serve and protect our national security. That's Donna Price, the chair of the Albemarle Board of Supervisors and herself a veteran and a retired U.S. Navy captain in the Judge Advocate General's. Price read from a proclamation recognizing the continued celebration of the national holiday. On this day and every day, we remember the millions of patriots who have served and sacrificed for the betterment of our nation. There are many veterans serving in Albemarle County government and in Albemarle County public schools, and the proclamation is intended to salute their contributions now and in the past. We, the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors, do hereby recognize November 11th, 2023 as Veterans Day and celebrate all who have served our country around the world. Deputy County Executive Trevor Henry is also a retired lieutenant commander in the U.S. Navy. In local government and schools, we believe we have well over 200 employees that um, in, in a prior life raised their right hand to support and defend our Constitution. And when their period of service ended via either retirement or, or, you know, obligation, they also found their way to our organization. Three of those employees appeared before the board to tell a bit of their story and what they do now. Sergeant Dale Shoup served in the U.S. Army from 1983 to 1986 with some of that time in the demilitarized zone in Korea. He now works in community development as an inspector. Uh, heartfelt acknowledgement to my great-grandfather, my uh, grandfather, and my uncle for serving in the Royal Air Force, Royal Army, and Royal Navy of Great Britain and England. And um, thank you to my father who served in the United States Army and my son who served in the United States Army and continues to serve in the intelligence sector. Sergeant Roger Snodgrass served in the U.S. Coast Guard from 2002 to 2007 before joining the U.S. Army, 
where he served under active duty until 2014. Sergeant Snodgrass joined Elmore County as a police officer in 2014 and currently holds the rank of sergeant on evening shift patrol. Snodgrass thanked the county for being an organization that's friendly to veterans. As an individual who has multiple friends and family members in other local government, I do have the opportunity to say that this is a high performance organization. With our board of supervisors, our county executive's office, and our command staff with the Albemarle County Police Department, they allow us to be able to provide outstanding customer service day in and day out. Reynaldo Uvali served in the U.S. Army Reserve as a bridge crew member with the 299th Engineering Division beginning in 1995 with multiple deployments to Iraq. During the first deployment to Iraq, they placed two bridges over the Euphrates River for combat operations. The second time, his unit was responsible for maintaining the bridges, training Iraqi engineers, and were responsible for removing six bridges for retrograde, op- retrograde operations. During that time, Avali also worked in building services for Albemarle County Public Schools, where he continues to serve. Supervisor B. Lepisto-Kirtley thanked all of the veterans assembled in Lane Auditorium for their service. It is something that you all do for us to keep our democracy safe, to keep all of us safe. It is a solemn oath that you take to protect all of us. And please be aware that all of us really appreciate, I think... All of America really appreciates your service. Supervisor Ned Galloway expressed his appreciation as well and said he recently went back to his hometown to clear out his parents' home. And we found my dad's formal dress uniform, which I'd never seen in my life. My brother-in-law, who also served, was navigating me around the different patches and such, telling me, informing me what those were. And then we also found in a trunk a bunch of letters that my grandfather sent my grandmother during the war, but we found the official communication that announced he was MIA before he was a, he was a prisoner of war, and he thankfully was able to return at the end of, the, of World War II, and he became a police officer. Supervisor Diantha McKeel took the opportunity to share some resources that are available through Region 10 to veterans. There's a link in the newsletter if you'd like more information. Region 10 currently has a partnership with Virginia Lock and Talk with resources available for all individuals, including veterans, to receive medical lock boxes and bags, as well as trigger locks for firearms to assist individuals and families in locking up lethal means. Virginia Veterans Service Foundation also has a homeless veterans fund and has been able to provide one-time assistance to homeless veterans to support rent, utility, and rental deposits. McKeel said Region 10 has also hired recently a peer support specialist to specifically assist veterans. Supervisor Ann Malik used her time to mention the Veterans of Foreign Wars post-2044 in Earliesville and American Legion post-74 in Shadwell. These organizations take care of their own. They raise funds to buy, most recently to buy a new medical transport van to help their fellows get to remote medical services all the way at McGuire and post Greg Adams south of Richmond. Those services are currently a one-way, 90-mile drive to south of Richmond. Malik called for a veterans clinic to be located closer to home, particularly with the potential for expansion at Rivanna Station. Malik also put in a plug for an organization called Living Free Together, which also provides support to veterans and military families. 
Price thanked Malik for bringing up the role that families play and said she was grateful for support from hers during her career. Military service is frequently a family affair. Um, from the Civil War through World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, the Gulf War to today, uh, my father, 97-year-old World War II, Navy combat vet, my son, major in the Marine Corps, uh, myself with my own service, um, you find that 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 frequently is the case, much as public service is the case. And you'll find that people who work with or serve the county often have other family members who similarly provides public service. Today, Albemarle County also held a ceremony outside of the county office building at 401 McIntyre Road to mark Veterans Day. Technically, Huehue Tananango is not one of Charlottesville's sister cities. Instead, the western Guatemalan community is a friendship city, which is one step away. Either way, a delegation from that community will be visiting next week. A press release sent out late last week announced that the trip will take place Monday through Wednesday. The goal of the delegation's visit is to forge initial ties between the government and citizens of Charlottesville and Huehue Tenango. This is the first time more than one person from the community has visited the area since the relationship was formalized in 2021. There are two public events happening. One is a coffee open house from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Omni Hotel. This is a chance to learn more about Charlottesville's sister and friendship cities and an opportunity to meet the delegation and drink free Guatemalan coffee brought from Huehue to Nanango. There's also a public reception and program on Wednesday, November 15th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. in City Space. Charlottesville Mayor Lloyd Snook and Huehue Tenango's Mayor Gustavo Cano will sign the friendship declaration between the two communities. There will be marimba music, a short program featuring words of friendship and welcome between the two cities, and a choral arrangement from the Charlottesville High School Ensemble. The way towards this relationship dates back to the work of the Ixtatatan Foundation, a group formed in 2001 to help build a high school in a small town in the greater Huehue Tenango province. I hope I got those pronunciations right. A dozen and a half people gathered on a recent Monday evening on the downtown mall outside the Charlottesville Parks and Recreation Department's offices to learn more about impending work to address safety of trees. Urban forester Steve Gaines held a laser pointer and directed it toward a dead branch he said presents a hazard. But if you think about like midsummer or, you know, when, a couple of weeks we have holidays coming up, how many people are going to be walking on the mall? thousands of Gaines said his job as an arborist is to protect people and the trees themselves by trying to understand how they may react. As arborists, we're trained like, okay, what is the probability of that branch failing? And if it does fail, is it going to land on another branch on its way down? Is it going to hit a building? Is it going to hit a person? What's the probability? When might it happen? Would it take a major wind event, a major snow event, something like that? The bosks of willow oaks planted in the mid-70s are a very important component of the historic Lawrence Halprin design for the pedestrian mall. Many of these trees are also approaching their 60th year, and their health has not always been closely watched. 
In December 2015, a report was published that called for a management plan. Despite the good initial outward appearances of the tree planting, the stand of oak trees is in a fragile, declining state. The overly tight spacing of the trees and the insistence on paving right up to the base of the trunks of the trees has set in motion a series of biological factors that is beginning to push many of the trees to the point of failure. In the summer of 2017, there was momentum toward putting a management plan in place, with another tree walk similar to the one from late October. However, downtown mall tree management faded as a priority as other events took place in the summer of 2017. Earlier this year, the city moved forward with a plan to remove several damaged or dead trees, and that work took place in January. Urban forester Steve Gaines held another walk on October 30th to prepare for this new round of maintenance. I wouldn't keep on walking. There's a few things to see as we go. So the purpose here was mostly to inform folks about tree work that is very likely coming this winter once the trees go completely dormant. Uh, we will be going through to do some pruning, call it crown cleaning, as in we are removing some of the more obvious hazards, uh, two-inch dead wood and above. Gaines said the event also had provided an opportunity to explain more about a forthcoming plan to manage the trees on the downtown mall going forward. The firm Wolf Josie Landscape Architects won the contract from the city of Charlottesville for that management plan. But the work that Gaines talked about on October 30th was more pressing and continued work that was done earlier this year. Every year I do an assessment and I take pictures and uh, kind of hit the trees with the mallet and figure out kind of what we're doing with the decay. Um, and figure out which trees need the most attention. Gaines held the event and will do more like it in the future because he understands how important the trees are to Charlottesville and Charlottesville's identity. This is the downtown mall tree, so it's a very sensitive, very historic topic. Um, and people feel very strongly about these particular trees. And we just want to make sure that everybody's very well informed about um, what is going on with the trees and make sure that people realize that they are going through an inflection point right now. And to some degree, there is some hazard. Most of those bigger limbs are very dead. During the tour, Gaines also explained how the trees interact with fungus, with bugs, other chemicals, and how they're affected by a changing climate. Stay tuned for more information about trees in the downtown mall and across the area. That's the end of number 600. Saturday editions feel good to produce, especially after taking a couple of days off in which I tried to not even think about this work. This week's time change also took its toll on me, which I always hope won't happen, but does all the same. Rest is not my ideal state of being, but it's good to be ready for the rest of the year. There's still so much to get through, and I'm grateful you're here to read or listen. As there is no regular schedule as of yet, you can find out if I'm publishing on a given day by looking at my page on Substack Notes. There's a link in the newsletter. I don't know how to navigate you to it, the audio people. I also talk a little from time to time about the fact that it is a business and there's plenty of room to grow. Here's what I say at this point. Ting, Patreon, etc., etc. Thank you very much for listening. I had hoped to do a crazy sonic version for 600 but honestly, getting through it and getting on to 601 is the best thing I can do to celebrate this work. And thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.